Chonchu abalanga okondedwa kana okazikika osasundika akuchuluka muchito yambuye nthawi zonse podziwa kuti kuchititsa kwano siku likwachabe mambuye I'm speaking on the subject our labor in the Lord. Ndikulalikira pamuti wakuti jito yathu mwambuye. Our labor in the Lord. Jito yathu mwambuye. God wants us to labor for him. Mungu afuna ife tumugwirire ye nchito. To labor is to work to exert energy. Kugwira nchito ndekuti kugwisa nchito mphamvu zathu pogwira nchito oyo. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse number 15. Two Corinthians 12 verse 15. The Bible says and I will very gladly spend and be spent for your souls though the more abundantly I love you the less I am loved. Ndipo ndizapeleka ndikupelekedwa konse chifukwa cha miyo yanu mokondwera athu. Ngati ndiko ndainu kochuluka koposa kodi ndiko ndedwa kochepa Paul is simply saying I work harder Apa papa ula kunena kuti ndidza kugira nchito kwambiri for the sake of the kingdom of God Chifukwa cha ufumu wa Mulungu To labor in the Lord is to work for him Kugira nchito mambo uye ndikumugwirira ye nchito Jesus said my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Yesu adati chakuja changa ndikuchitajifunwe chai amana nditumwa ndikumaliza nchitoyo. That is John chapter 4 and verse number 34. Amen Yohane 4 verse 34. My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Chakuja changa ndikuchitajifunwe chai amana nditumwa ndikumaliza nchitoyo. The Lord our God has work he is doing in the earth. Yehova Mulungu wetu alinichile mene akuchita mutsiko la pansi. And we all must labor to fulfill that work. Ndipo tose tikwenea kumagwira nchito yokuti tikwanilitse. The Bible says that we are laborers together with him. Bible not in the anchito pamodzi ndi iye. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse number 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 9. We are God's fellow workers. Ife ndogwira nchito anzake amulungu. We are laborers together with God. Divine chito pamodzi ndi mulungu. He expects us to labor for his kingdom. Akuyembekiza ndife ndizigwira nchito ya mufumo wake. In Romans chapter 16 and verse number 6. Aroma 16 verse 6. The Bible speaks there. Bible wangu amenepo of Mary za Maria it says great Mary who labored much for us akutipelekani muone kwa Maria amene wakhala kugwirana akutigwirana nchito ife kwambiri she labored much for us ameada kugwirana nchito kwambiri kutigwirana nchito ife it is time to labor much for the kingdom of god ndawi akwenda kutigwirana nchito kwambiri mufumo wa mulungu 
In Romans 16 and verse number 12. Aroma 16 verse 12. The Bible says, Great Tryphena and Tryphosa, who have labored in the Lord. Great the beloved Persis, who labored much in the Lord. Pelikanimoni kwa Tryphena and Tryphosa, amaya jamena magira njiro ya ambuye morimbika. Pelikanimoni kwa mzanga okonde yudwa pesida. So we see that God is looking for those who can labor much in Him. Tryphena and Tryphosa were among them. As well as Persis. The Bible says that this woman labored much in the Lord. God is looking for people like these to labor for him in our time. We need to contact grace to labor much more for God. Apostle Paul speaking, he says, I am what I am by the grace of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 10. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 10. He says his grace toward me was not in vain. But I labored much more abundantly than they all yet not I. But the grace of God which was with me. There is a grace we must contact. That will enable or empower us to labor much more abundantly. It is time to labor much more abundantly for God and his kingdom. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 1 Thessalonica 5, and verse number 12, verse 12, the Bible says, And we urge you, brethren, to recognize those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you. He says those who are laboring must be honored, must be acknowledged. It says in NIV, now we ask you brothers and sisters. To acknowledge or give special honor to those who work hard among you. Now, this was not working hard in their gardens or businesses. They worked hard in the work of the Lord in the church of the living God. Quickly, in what ways must we labor in the Lord? What are the dimensions of labor we can talk about? Number one, labor in prayer. Labor in prayer. We need to labor in prayer. Colossians chapter 4 and verse number 12, the Bible talks about Epaphras. Colossians 4 verse 12, Bible, Lukamba, Epaphras. 
It says that Epaphras, who is one of you, a bond servant of Christ, greets you always laboring fervently for you in prayers, that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. The prayer labor is one of the most important labors in the work of God. And Paul is telling us here the testimony and the prayer testimony of Epaphras. He says this man was a bond servant of Christ who always labored fervently for the church, for the saints in prayers. We see here several features of the labor of prayer. First of all, we see that prayer must be done always. Epaphras was one man who prayed always. Secondly, prayer must be fervent. Prayer must be fervent. To be fervent means to be boiling, to be intense. We see that Epaphras did not just pray, he prayed fervently. Number one, he prayed always. So we are saying that prayer must be done always. Jesus gave them a parable yes, to show them that men ought always to pray and not give up. Secondly, we are saying that prayer must be fervent, prayer must be earnest, prayer must be boiling, prayer must be sincere, prayer must be intense. That is how our Lord Jesus prayed. In Hebrews chapter 5 and verse number 7. The Bible says he offered up prayers with loud cries and tears. And that is how the early church also prayed. In Acts chapter 4 verses 23 to 26. When they raised their voices to God, it was such a loud cry to the extent that the Bible says in verse number 31 that the place where they gathered shook. Thirdly, we see in Colossians chapter 4, verse number 12, that prayer must be done for others. Prayer must be done for others. We must pray for others. The Bible says that Epaphras labored fervently in prayers for the Colossian brethren. Prayer must be done for others. And crucially, we must pray for the saints. The saints need a lot of prayers because so many of them are facing all kinds of challenges, including spiritual apathy. 
Oela mtima au funika pempelo la mbili fa mbili ai wangu maana ni mavuto a mbili kupati kizago kutaya chini pa sauzimo Oela mtima kweni na kupempelelewa kwa mbili Somebody shout hallelujah hallelujah I said somebody shout hallelujah hallelujah In Ephesians chapter 6 Kwa Efeso 6 Verses 18 to 19. Verse 18 in paragraph 19. The Bible says that prayer must be done always for all the saints. Akutima pempelo asijitika nthawi zonse kupemperera oira mtima. Prayer must be done always for all the saints. Prayer must be done always for all the saints. Tizipemperera tizipempera nthawi zonse kupemperera oira mtima. But also prayer must be done for the leaders of the church. Ephesians 6:19 the Bible says Paul speaking. Ephesians 6:19 He says apart from praying for all the saints, pray for me. Pray for me. That means prayers must be done for church leaders. Church leaders must not be carnal. There are many church leaders that are carnal. Alipatsogoleri ambiri mumpingo amene ali mutupi that you have a leadership position in the church doesn't mean you are spiritual my friend many are carnal many are in the flesh if you like they are not spiritual at all And so they need to be prayed for and prayed over so they can be spiritual and they can be in the things of God as expected. Prayers must be made for national leaders or secular leaders. Timothy chapter 2 verses 1 to 3. Paul is saying to Timothy. Timothy chapter 2 verses 1 to 3. He says prayers must be made for all people. Prayers must be made for kings. And for everyone who is in authority. So we need to pray for ambas. That's the point we are trying to make that prayer must be done for ambas apart from us prayed for us. Number four we see from Colossians chapter 4 verse number 12 that prayer is work. Prayer is labor. That is why we are talking about the labor of prayer because prayer is work that we must do. And anything that is called work has several characteristics. Work requires time. 
Jito imafunika ntawi which means prayer requires time. Zimezikutana tawazasa kuti mpelo limafunika ntawi. Prayer requires time you can't succeed in prayer if you don't allocate or set aside time to pray. Simungapambane mumpelo ngati simukukala ndi nthawi kapena kuika padela nthawi ya pempelo. As busy as Jesus was, he spared time for prayer. Ngakhale Yesu vadali otangwanika kumadali so ndi nthawi yoikida padela ya pempelo. In Luke 6 and verse number 12 he prayed the whole night. Luke 6 verse 12 ada pempela usiku wose. Don't tell me he didn't have engagements the following morning. The master was busy every day and yet he found occasion even to pray the whole night. Mark chapter 1 verses 34 to 36. The master woke up early in the morning. And he went to pray. And this was after he he healed many people that day he had a massive crusade. According to verse number 34 he healed many sick people. Yes, and he cast out many demons, isn't it? And in verse number 35, The Bible says in the morning having risen a long while before daylight that was around 3 a.m. Bible noti mama wa kusanache adadzuka ndori cha mathiriko The master went out and departed to a solitary place and there he prayed. May you catch the spirit of prayer in the name of Jesus. I said may you catch the spirit of prayer in the name of Jesus. Reading from the Good News translation verse number 35 says very early the next morning long before daylight Jesus got up and left the house he went out of town the Bible says to a lonely place where He prayed. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. In um, I'm looking for another version there. Let's see what the common english bible says it says early in the morning when early in the morning well before sunrise well before sunrise jesus rose and went to a deserted place where he could be alone in prayer so we see there that prayer surely requires time As work number two, prayer requires planning or scheduling. You have to fix time. That is what I'm saying, my friend. You have to schedule prayer. You have to set aside time. Time, specific times of the day to pray. 
in Acts chapter 3 and verse number 1 the Bible talks about the hour of prayer the hour of prayer they had the hour of prayer which was the ninth hour 3 pm you also must have your own time to pray you have to have your own time to pray is it 4 am 3 am is it 12 midnight what time is your time to pray prayer requires planning requires scheduling jito ya pempero imafunika kuikiza nthawi yake hapa deladera yote mpepere number 3 as work prayer requires continuity chachitatu monga nchito pempero limafunika lizijitika mopitilira work is something that you do continually jito lijinujimene machita mosalekeza mopitilisa so when someone is employed as an accountant wina kalimbedwa nchito ngat accountant you will be doing that accounting work for as long as possible You'll be going to the office Monday to Friday and probably reporting for duties at half seven all the way to 5 p.m. every day like that every day and people will be saying I have been working for 15 years mm. as an accountant. Ama kala kupita ku office tsikulilo ose lole mapaka la jisanu mwina kuchoka half 7 paka 5 kuloko mwina kwazaka 15 kumandoni ndakhadukira nchito kwazaka 15 ngati accountant. So prayer as work requires continuity. Kotero pempelo monga nchito limafunika kumachita mopitilisa. In Acts chapter 6 and verse number 4 they said we will give ourselves continually to prayer and the ministry of the word acts 6 and verse 4 Colossians chapter 4 and verse number 2 kwa kolose 4 verse 2 Colossians chapter 4 and verse number 2 a kolose 4 verse 2 the bible says continue earnestly in prayer being vigilant in it with thanksgiving in the common english bible it says keep on praying keep on praying and guard your prayers with thanksgiving keep on praying that's continuity keep on praying keep on praying number 4 as work prayer requires effort or call it diligence Monga nchito pempero limafunika kuchita molimbika makama prayer requires effort pempero limafunika kuchita molimbika mampamvu prayer requires effort pempero limafunika kuchita mampamvu kuyesetsa pempero limafunika kama is it making sense mm. prayer is hard work pempero ndinchite mene mafunika kulimbika The Bible says that we must be diligent in prayer. This man Epaphras. Labored, labored, worked hard to pray. Let us make up our minds to do the work of prayer with diligence. 
And there are many things to pray about. But I want to talk about praying for the will of God to happen. This is one of the things that Jesus commanded the church to do. One of our key engagements in our labor of prayer is to pray for the will of God to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 10. Matthew 6 verse 10. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The will of God is something very important. We are here on earth by the will of God. And we are here on earth to do the will of God. And whatever happens to us and through us must be the will of God. But Jesus taught us in Matthew 16 He said for the will of God to be done on earth as it has already happened in heaven. Man has to pray. The believer has to pray. If we want the will of God to be done in the church. If we want the will of God to be done in our families. If we want the will of God to be done in our careers. If we want the will of God to be done in our nation. Jesus said we must pray. We must pray. We must pray. God has a will that he wants to bring to pass in our time. But for any aspect of his will to be done. Prayer is needed. For example, God wants his church to grow. God wants his church to operate in power. God wants his church to move forward. God wants his church to make maximum impact. God wants his church to operate in signs and wonders and miracles. However, none of these can be done and can be manifested without the labor of prayer being done. Nothing works unless and until the work of prayer has been done. It doesn't matter what your dream is in life. It can never come to pass without active and robust prayer engagement. We need to pray seriously for the manifestation 
or the coming to pass of God's will in the church, in our lives, in the nation, in our families. There are many wheels on earth. In John chapter 1 and verse number 12, I'm sure you know the verse. The Bible says that as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name. Now look at verse number 13. It says who were born not of blood now hear this nor of the will of the flesh nor of the will of man but of the will of God verse 13 so we see already there that <laughs> There are three wheels already in verse number 13 of John chapter 1. The will of the flesh. The will of man. The will of God. In Proverbs 19:21. Proverbs 19 and verse 21. The Bible says there are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel that will stand. All right. It says there are many plans in a man's heart. What are plans? This is will. Many desires. So man has got wheels. <laughs> oh yeah. And God also has. Now what we are saying is if what we want is the will of God to be done the labor of prayer is required. What God has promised, intended, and willed for your life may never happen without your prayers. We need the purposes of God to be done in our lives. But for that to happen, we must pray. The truth of the matter is the enemy will always fight against the will of God in our lives. And that means we must engage in serious prayer labor that God's will will be done. <laughs> For the will of God for Jesus to die on the cross to be done. Prayer was needed. Jesus prayed seriously. Because there was a battle of wheels. Matthew 26. 
Matthew 26 verses 37 to 44 Glory be to God Hallelujah The Bible says Bible And he took him uh, with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed Anatenga Pedro ndana wida sibedayo ndipo anayamba kuva chisoni ndikuvutika mumtima Then he said today my sorrow is exceedingly sorrowful even to death stay here and watch with me Pamene bwanao usakuti moyo wanga uli ndi chisoni chofanacho kalandi pano ndipo dikirani pamodzi ndi ine He went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed saying Oh my father if it is possible let this cup pass from me nevertheless not as i will but as you will atapita patsogoropa ngono anagwa pasi chafufumimba nape mpela kuti atateanga ngati ndikuteka chikoichi chichotsedwe kwaine komosa ati monga mene ndifunira koma monga mufunira ino in verse 42 verse 42 again a second time he went away and prayed saying oh my father if this cup cannot pass away from me unless i drink it your will be done anachokaso nakapempera kachiwiri kuti atateanga ngati chikoji sichingandi choke mpaka nditamwa kufuna kwanu kuchitike you need to understand that all through your life mugwenu uvetsetsa kuti nthau yose ya moyo wanu There is going to be a contest of wheels. Pazakala kulimbana kwa zifuniro. And if you don't pray, chances are that things will not turn out as God had intended. Ndivonga disimuve mpela pali kutekera kwa kuli kuti zinthu zitosajitika monga mulungu adafunira. Yes, God has willed that you should have it well in life. Inde ndichifuno cha mulungu kuti sikwendereni bwino moyo. But Jesus said, Koma Yesu adati that which has already been done in heaven ijo chimene chichitika kale kumamba means prayers for it to be done here on earth chikusokela mapempelo kuti chichitike padziko lino lapasi so many people will be shocked and wambira dzada kuitsika to arrive in heaven akatsafika kumamba only to discover that they didn't live life as god had weird in heaven kuzindikira kuti sadakhale moyo wao padziko lino lapasi monga mulungu adafunira kumamba the will of god is an object of contest between god and the enemy chifunuo cha mulungu pamakhala tuzambiri zolimbana nacho makamaka mulungu ndi mdani i said The will of God is an area of contest. It is an area of battle if you like. The will of God will be contested. The brothers of Rebecca had prayed for her and wished her well in Genesis 24 and verse number 60. Genesis 24 verse 6 as jimwe nake arebeka adampemperera ndikufunira sabwino they said you are our sister adati iwedu ndi wenchemwa ali watu may you become the mother of thousands of 10000s and may your descendants possess the gifts of those who had them ukalemai wasikwi pazikwi ndipo anako atenge zipata saiwo odana nao but you see rebecca struggled to have children 
for 20 years. Kumadure Becca adavutika kuti akhale ndiwana kwa saka 20. She stayed for 20 years in marriage without a child. Adakala mubanja saka 20 upanda mwana. That was a picture of the enemy contesting the manifestation and the expression of God's will in the life of Rebecca. Chimenechi ndi chithuzi thuzi cha mdani kulimbana ndi chifunulo cha mulungu moyo mwana Becca. And how was the situation reversed? How was the will of God concerning the fruitfulness of Rebecca manifested? It was through prayer. In Genesis 25. Genesis 25. Verse number 21. Verse 21. Isaac. Isaac pleaded with the lord for his wife that is isaac prayed to god for his wife he engaged the instrument of prayer to enforce the manifestation of the will of god pertaining to his family's fruitfulness. My friend, you are dead to be great, but you may die a dwarf if you don't pray for the matter of your greatness. It takes prayer to enforce the will of God on our lives. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you don't want the will of man and the will of the flesh and the will of the devil to prevail against you, then you must constantly be praying that God's will shall be done and not the will of man. God said in Jeremiah 29:11, I know the thoughts that I have toward you. Oh, I know the plans that I have for you. He says it is not a plan of evil but a plan of prosperity but i'm saying to you that the plan of god for your life may never happen unless and until you pray the reason why so many of us are lazy to pray is because the enemy is attacking our prayer lives. Because the less we pray, the more vulnerable we become. forget the parable of tears in Matthew chapter 13 verse 25 to 31 the bible says that when they planted wheat in that garden men slept they slept when they planted wheat they went asleep 
and when they slept, the enemies came and sowed tares among the wheat. Prayerlessness is a type of sleeping. Prayerlessness is a type of sleeping. When now, when they were awake, <laughs> can I have verse 23 quickly, please? When they were awake, they were able to plant. Now move to verse 24. Now it says there that a parable put forth to them saying the kingdom of heaven is like a good man who sowed good seed in his field. You can only sow good seed when you are wide awake. It is prayer that helps us to sow good seed in life. Now, when they planted good seed, the Bible says they went asleep. While men slept, which is a type of prayerlessness and spiritual compromise and insensitivity. The Bible says another seed was sowed in that place. The seed of tears. The seed of tears. The seed of tears was planted. And there are so many Christians like that whose lives are full of tears. Tears of disloyalty. Tears of rebellion. Tears of compromise. Tears of sin and bad habits. The question is, who has planted these tears in their lives? The answer is the enemy. When did he do it? When they became prayerless. When men slept, the enemy came to plant tears. I pray you will not sleep in the name of Jesus. In what ways must we labor in the Lord? Number one, we must labor in prayer. Number two, we must labor in the word and doctrine. In Acts 6, 4, they gave themselves continually to prayer and the ministry of the word. Every child of God must labor in the word. 
Yes, the labor of preaching. The labor of teaching. But more importantly, is the labor of knowing the word of God. I'm encouraging you to labor in knowing the scriptures. Know the scriptures. Many Christians do not know the Bible. And that is why they are living in error and they are making a lot of mistakes. Matthew 22 and verse 29. Jesus said, You are mistaken. Not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. He says, You are mistaken. You are in error. Because of two things. You don't know the scriptures. 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 If you don't know the scriptures, you are bound to make mistakes. You don't know the script. This is Jesus speaking. He says, You don't know the scriptures. The question is, Do you know the scriptures? Many Christians do not know the scriptures. And the reason why they don't know the scriptures is because they don't read the word of God. They do not spend time in the word. The Bible says give attention to reading. We must read our Bibles. We must read spiritual books written by anointed men and women of God. We must listen to sermons all the time. We must listen to sermons all the time. When you go to my podcast or podbean, where we upload our audio messages, you will find out that there are many downloads. There are many people, there are oh. many downloads. People that have downloaded, downloaded okay. the messages. Many, many downloads. And what is shocking is that you are not among those who have been downloading the messages. That is why you are a dull Christian. You see, when you don't read the Bible, you don't read spiritual books, and you don't listen to sermons, you become a Christian. You know, in school, when they talk of a dull student, 
they are talking about a student who is performing dismally while his friends are scoring 80% he scores 8% 8% there are some Christians when you look at their Christian life it is 8%. How they perceive things, how they interpret what is happening, their language, their way of looking at things, you see that this is 11%. Yes. Christians that are not growing they are always in change but they are not changing in character in perception there is no maturity spiritually and no one ever grows spiritually without quality time in the word of God Jesus is saying you are making mistakes because you don't know the scripture it is time to aim to know the scriptures your objective your drive and your motto should be to know the scriptures the bible talks about Ezra an accomplished priest this man Ezra Chapter 7. It says about him in verse number 6 of Ezra chapter 7. That this Ezra came out from Babylon. And he was a skilled scribe in the law of Moses which the Lord God of Israel had given. That is where to be. He was a skilled scribe in the law of Moses. And he did not become skilled by accident or by merely wishing that he became skilled. No, sir. Look at verse number 10. The Bible says that this Ezra had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and to do it and to teach statutes and ordinances in Israel. Beloved, let's not deceive ourselves. We can never excel in this life without laboring in the word. If you don't want to die a dwarf. If you don't want to die in mockery. You must labor in the word. Know the word of God for yourself. 
take keen interest to know the word of God. There is no future outside the word. Everyone must commit to the word of God. The Bible says Proverbs chapter 4 verses 1 to 2. Hear my children the instruction of a father and give attention to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine, do not forsake my law. You see, the word of God requires attention. It says, give attention to no understanding. He says, give attention to know the scriptures. In Proverbs chapter 2, my God, and uh, verses 1 to 5, the Bible says, My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding, Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for the hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. So you don't understand unless you choose to position yourself in a certain way. The Bible says you must receive the word. Number two, it says you must incline your ear. Incline your ear. It says number three, you must apply your heart. You see, you can't know the scriptures if you don't apply yourself. Mm. He says, the way you must search the word of God and seek understanding, you must do it as someone who is looking for money. And I don't have to tell you how people behave when they are looking for money because you know how you behave when you are looking for money. When some of you, when there is no money anywhere, no money in your account, no money in your pocket, no money anywhere, you begin to panic as if you are about to die. Your heart begins to pant as if you need immediate connection to the life support machine of the hospital. And the way you send the same WhatsApp message requesting for 5,000 to 25 people. 
Sometimes when you ask someone to say, ah, this one has sent me this message, and then the fellow will also be saying, ah, he has also sent me. It's back SMS. <laughs> so the writer of the book of Proverbs is telling us here that that is how you must seek knowledge. That is how you must seek understanding. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. The third way we must labor in the Lord is to labor in evangelism. The work of compelling people to come to Christ. Luke 14 and verse number 23. Luke 14, verse 23. The master told his servant, His servant, Go out into the highways and the ages. He says, You compel them to come in that my house may be filled. That work is one that we all must commit ourselves to do. He says, go out to the highways and back alleys and urge people to come in so that my house will be filled. He says, urge them, compel them to come. Compelling means that they may not respond positively the first time you tell them to come. But you must keep inviting them. Keep inviting them. Until sometimes they begin to dodge your calls. But now if they don't answer you, you go to their house. Until the man begins to hide in the toilet and he, he will tell the children that tell them that I'm not around. You are compelling them to come to salvation. You are compelling them to come to the house of the Lord. It is a noble cause that must be done everywhere in public places and from house to house in acts 20 and verse 20 the bible says i kept back nothing that was helpful but proclaimed it to you and taught you hear this Publicly and from house to house. Bible Matthew 9 and verse 35, Jesus went everywhere. He went about all cities and villages. This message must be proclaimed everywhere. 
In Luke 13 and verse 22. Luke 13 verse 22. We see there the master moving. Through the cities and villages teaching and journeying toward Jerusalem. In Acts 26. And verse number 22. Paul speaking, he says, Therefore, having obtained help from God, to this day I stand. Witnessing, witnessing. The work of witnessing is what we must do. And as for Apostle Paul, he witnessed both to small and great people. This message must be preached to both small and great people. If you have access to small people, preach to them. And if you have access to great people, equally preach to them. Everyone needs this message. That someone doesn't, uh, I mean, that someone has money doesn't mean he doesn't need Christ. We don't come to Christ because we have no money. Some people think that people become Christians and they look for God because they are poor and struggling and beggarly and so they are looking for a supernatural being that alleviate their sufferings everyone needs to be compelled for salvation and it is work that each one of us must commit to do one of the things you have to give account for the day you stand before God is how you used the gospel that has been entrusted to you. You were not just saved to escape hell. You were saved to help someone to be saved. That you must never forget. And how many are you helping to be saved? The Bible says that you have received the ministry of reconciliation. How many are you reconciling with God? How many are you helping to reconcile with God? 
And how many of them have you brought to the house of the Lord? How many are thanking God they got saved through your effort? I'm always happy when I meet people who tell me that you came to this campus such such a year you preached I got saved and I'm still studying in the Lord or some of them have said I'm now a pastor how many people will be thanking God that they got saved through your effort how many have you brought to the saving knowledge of Jesus? You will stand before God one day to give an account of how well you have exercised the gospel and trusted to you. Corinthians chapter 5 verses 18 to 20. The Bible says that God has given us the ministry of reconciliation. And in verse 20 it says we are ambassadors of Christ. Yes. That is who we are. Ambassadors of Christ. Ambassadors. We are here on earth to represent the interests of Christ. And never forget that he wants all men to be saved. 1 Timothy 2 verse 4. He wants all men to be saved. He wants all men to be saved. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Alright, quickly here, let us look at the fourth way of engaging in our labor in the Lord. It is the labor of giving. One of the labors we have is the giving labor. The giving labor. We must labor in giving. We must give to God's work, God's projects, God's assignments. Exodus 25 verses 1 to 9. When God gave Moses a project, He told Moses, he said, Adati, Tell the people to bring me an offering. To bring me an offering. He said, Get it from everyone who can give it willingly with his heart. And in verses 3 to 7, of Exodus 25, 
The Bible says that this is the offering which you shall take from them. And there were specific items people were to give because these were the materials needed in that particular project. And in verse number 8, he said, Once they have given the offering, let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. So we are in the business of making a sanctuary for the Lord God of heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. We are in the business of building the church of God. And one of the ways of Building the work of God is to labor in the ministry of giving. The Philippian church did that very well. Yes, they did it excellently well. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 4. When you read verse 10 down to 19. He says, But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again, though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. In verse 15 he says, Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving but you only. Verse 16. For even in Thessalonica you sent help or aid once and again for my necessities. So this is a call to the believers. This is a call to the believers. It is, I'm calling upon God's children to commit yourselves to the labor of giving. He says, when I was in Thessalonica, you sent help severally. And when I departed from Macedonia at the beginning of the gospel, he says there were no people who shared with me concerning issues of giving. You are the only ones. You are the only ones. Why don't you make up your mind that if others don't want to give, you are going to give. Giving to the work of God. Now, what happened after Moses taught the people the mind of God when Moses made a call for the people to give to that project of building the sanctuary? 
kutishida ajitika njani mosa atamaliza kwa usa antu kutapeleke chopeleka kunchito ije mene mungu wada wa usa kutagwile now please hear this sifano tafanichi in exodus 35 kwa exodus 35 verses 20 to 29 verse 20 paka 29 the bible says and all the congregation of the children of israel departed from the presence of moses kena kagulose la israel nacho kapamaso pa mose Then everyone came whose heart was stirred and everyone whose spirit was willing and they brought here this the lost offering for the work of the tabernacle of meeting for all its service and for the holy garments Ndipo aliensa mwana kudzidwa mumtima mwake nafuna kupeleka anabwera kudzapeleka chopeleka kwa Yehova chanchito yokonza tenti ya msonkhano chanchito zonse za mtenti mo ndichazovala zopatulika They came the Bible says they came they came both men and women as many as had a willing heart and brought earrings and nose rings rings and necklaces all jewelry of gold that is every man who made an offering of gold to the lord babu na kuti ose amena nali ndi ntima wofuna amuna ndi amai omwe anabwera kudzapeleka zosiko mesera za golide za mtunduli wonse zomangira zovala ndolo mpete ndi zokometsera ose anapeleka golide wao monga nsembe yoweyula pamaso pa Yehova Look at verse 29. Turn and verse 29. Says the children of Israel brought a free will offering to the Lord all the men and women whose hearts were willing to bring material for all kinds of work which the Lord by the hand of Moses had commanded to be done. Babu na uti Israel ose amuna ndi akazi amene anali ndi mtima wofuna. Anabweretsa kwa Yehova chopeleka cha ufulu kuchito yose ya Yehova imene analamulira kudzera mwa Mose kuti achite. That is what we are saying my friend. That it is time to labor even in the area of giving. In second Corinthians chapter 8. In verse number 6. Going down to 7. Say so we urge Titus that as he had begun so he would also complete this grace in you as well chonjo tinambu mpatito kuti atsirize poti kuti atayamba kale nchito ya chisomoyi pakati panu now i want to take verse number 7 from niv tuelinga verse 7 ochoka mwe niv second corinthians chapter 8 and verse number 7 tuwa corinthians chapter 8 verse 7 it says there but since you excel in everything in faith in speech in knowledge in complete earnestness and in the love we have kindled in you see that you also excel in this grace of giving popesa bazindu zose munachita bwino monga pachikhulupiriro poyankula pachidziwitso pakamala mbiri pachikondi chano paife onetsetsani kuti muchitenso bwino pachisomo ichi chopereka it says we must excel in the grace of giving we should excel in the grace of giving praise the name of jesus hallelujah number five, in, how, in what ways uh, must we labor in the lord number five, we must labor in the practical ministry of the church getting involved in the various ministries of the house of God. And that is 
something that we all must commit to do. When you read your Bible, you see how various personalities participated in the construction of the broken down walls of Jerusalem and the gates thereof. Nehemiah chapter 3, the whole chapter please. Chapter Nehemiah 3. You will see various individuals working in various parts of the project. Everyone doing his part. In Ephesians chapter 4. Now hear this. The Bible talks about Christ, the head of the church. Bible Verses 15 to 16. Now it says this Christ who is the head of the church. Verse number 16 now. It says, From whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share. Now, here is causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in, in love. The body does not have one part. The body has many parts. Just like the church should have many people. And it says that in this body every joint makes a supply. Every joint provides something. He says every part does its share. There is no part of the body that has no function. Every part of the body has a function. Just like we also being individual parts of the body of Christ must do our part must provide our share our supply we have a contribution to make in the church so everyone must identify their area of supply now quickly here what does it take to labor effectively in the Lord what are the key drivers of this agenda now Paul has already laid them out in that one Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing, 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 knowing <laughs> mm. that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. 
kotira balanga ukondira kana ukazika osasundika nthawi zose akuchuluka munchito ya mbuye kudziwa kudziwa kuti nchito yanu ya mwambu yesiri apachabe so the first key for effective laboring in the lord is steadfastness be steadfast he says fungulo yambirira lotikagwire nchito molimbika mwambuye ndikukhala ukazikika to be steadfast means to be focused kukala okazikika kusita ndozokhala achindunji not being diverted osama kotetsedwa kotetsedwa kapena kusokonezeka not being distracted kukala osasokonezeka to be steadfast means not looking at more than one thing kukala okazikika zina ndauza osama yangana zindu zambiri there are so many people that have been swayed derailed and distracted and walipo ambili amene asokonezeka akhotetsedwa by the devil ndi satana or by others around them kapena ndiwena amene awazungulira by those that are disgruntled for example in the church ndiwa amene basi akumudwa mwa chitsanzo muchalichi the disgruntled the grumbling ongungudza omangodandaula and they are distracted but Paul is saying don't be distracted be steadfast ndiwa sokonezeka ndiwa paula kuti musasokonezeke kana ukazikika don't be distracted be steadfast musasokonezeke kana ukazikika stand firm imaninji stand firm imaninji be steadfast kanokazikika be focused on Christ the Bible says looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith masona kalepa christ bible na do yamba do things wa yikuvido chatu you know when Nehemiah was busy building the wall of Jerusalem nehemia atatangwa nika kumanga linga la Jerusalem when he was busy doing that yes some people said come down wandwena damu sakuti tsika the likes of tobiah and sanballat amene wanali anthu ajina tobiah ndi sanballat yes they said come down adamu usatsika we want to talk to you tufuna tilankhulane nawe But the man said I cannot come down. Because I am busy. Chifukwa andatangwanika nichito. We are not going to waste our time to come down. Sititaya nthawi atupa kutsika. I want you to know that there are some people including the devil himself who want you to come down. Dufuna mudzio kuti alipo anthu wena kupatikiza satana mwini wake amena kufuna mutsike pasi God has lifted you high in the spirit Mulungo kukwesa ndipo mwamba muzimu Maybe you are prayerful Mwina ndi mtu amempero Maybe you are serious about the work of God Mwina ndi notsimikizika panchito ya Mulungu But there are things that want you to leave that lofty place Koma zilipo zinthu zimene zofuna muchoke pa mwamba paja to begin to behave like an ordinarily useless fellow who has nothing to do 
in the kingdom of God. That all of a sudden you begin to change language. You are talking faith, you begin to talk doubt. You used to tell yourself that I cannot survive without prayer, but today you say it's not about praying. The devil begins to give you 1,001 reasons why you must not study the Bible anymore. It's not necessary. It's not really about reading the Bible. Why are they saying we should read the Bible daily? That's being religious. You know, we read the Bible as laid by the Spirit. It can be once a month, once a week, once a year, we are led by the Holy Spirit. When you behave like that, just know that that devil has attacked your steadfastness. It was God who taught Joshua not to look to the right nor to the left. He said be focused. Joshua chapter 1. Verses 6 to 7. Number 2. Paul is saying there. Number 1. Be steadfast. Number 2. He says be immovable. Be immovable. That is. Don't be shaken. Your commitment to God is going to be challenged. There will be attacks. People will speak against you. People will choose not to like you. You know, somebody told a story. We know I got that for the Of a fellow and his son who had, let's call it a horse. And they were walking through the desert in hot sun. And the, the son was on the horse and the father was walking. And and they met someone who said you young man you have no respect how can you be riding there when your father is trekking you need to have respect for the elderly and so the old man jumped on the animal and the young man stepped down and then they traveled a distance, they met someone. And the fellow said, Sir, this is child abuse. <laughs> how, can, how can you do this? Huh? No. And so they decided, said, Okay, maybe both of us, let's climb on it. 
And then somebody said, Ah! We don't saw that, ah! This is animal abuse. How can two people be riding like this? So they decided that let's all of us step down. Let the animal be on his own. That's typical of human beings. And who do don't allow them to confuse you. Stick to the will of God. Follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit. There may be many voices. But stick with the voice of God. Not everything people are saying is correct. Many of the things people are saying are not correct. They are not true. And you will be shocked that many people don't have good intentions. The only safe place to be in life is the will of God. Regardless of what may be said, stick with the will of God. Never be shaken. Never be moved. Paul says be immovable. About serving God, don't be immovable. About serving God, don't be moved. Be immovable. Never change. Don't review your decision to commit yourself to God. Don't review. Don't say, ah, maybe I made a mistake to commit myself to God. Somebody shout, I will not be moved. I will not be moved. Come on, say it like you meant it. I will not be moved. Say it better. Say it louder. I will not be moved. I will not be moved. I will not be moved. Acts 20 verses 22 to 24. And see now I go bound in the spirit to Jerusalem not knowing the things that will happen to me there except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city saying that chains and tribulations await me but hear this none of these move me nor do I count myself dear to myself or do uh, let me take that again verse 24 but none of these things move me nor do I count my life dear to myself so that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. So he says there, he says, I know that chains and tribulations await me in Jerusalem. But he says, none of these move me. Many people are moved for nothing. Never be shaken. Never be moved. Is it making sense? Mm. Sometimes when you commit yourself more to holiness, dedication to prayer, and the word of God, you see that the more 
difficult life is becoming physically don't be moved. Shout, I shall not be moved. I shall not be moved. Say that like you mean it. I shall not be moved. I shall not be moved. Say that louder. I shall not be moved. I shall not be moved. Say that better. I shall not be moved. I shall not be moved. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. In, in John 16, 33. John 16, Johannes, verse 33. Johannes 16, verse 33. These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace in the world. You will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Read that again, my friend. Be of good cheer. Don't be moved. In your service to God. Don't say. How are things like this when I'm so committed to God? Never ask such irresponsible and stupid questions. God knows better. And as long as you stick with Him, you will never be disadvantaged. Because all things work together for the good of those who love God and even them that are called according to His purpose. Romans 8 and verse 28. Alright, let's move to number 3 very quickly. He says there in uh, 1 Corinthians 15 58. He says always abounding in the work of God. That's important and that talks about what? Being consistent. So number one, be steadfast. Number two, be movable. Number three, be consistent. Serving God requires consistency. We are not going to do this only when it is convenient. No, it will be done in season and out of season. In season and out of season, that is when it is convenient and when it is not convenient. We must be consistent. I was young, but now I am old. But I have not seen the righteous forsaken. Psalm 37, 
Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I have been young and now I am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging bread. You see, this is David. Who we are told killed Goliath when he was just 17. And by that time he already knew God. Because he said you come to me with spear and javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord whose armies you have defied. So he knew God when he was just 17. And in Psalm 37 verse 25 he's vouching there he says I'm now old. Consistency. 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 Being consistent in your service to God. We must be more committed to His service today than we were at any other time in the past. Always abound. Always abound. Always abound. Serving God must be an always affair. We are not going to do it only when there is money in our pocket or when it is convenient to do so. We are going to do it at all times. Service to God must be consistent. Number four. Service to God must be abundant. Service to God must be done aboundingly, increasingly, multipliedly. There has to be a stretch, an increase, an addition to our service. The last one for now, number five. Be mindful of rewards. Be reward minded or mindful. No one ever just serves God. God is not out to exploit anybody. So, any thinking that says God cannot do without me is myopic mentality. Is it making sense here? Mm. Because if truth is to be taught, God can do without any of us.
we are too minute before God. And so if we are called upon to serve in any capacity in the church, count it as a privilege and a channel that God wants to use to reward you. Apostle Paul is saying to us there, he says, we must always abound in the work of the Lord, knowing or mindful that our work in the Lord is not in vain. So, one of the key drivers of efficient labor in the Lord is to know that as you are serving God, there is reward for it. Be reward minded. Be mindful of the availability and existence of rewards. There are rewards for serving God. We're not going to that now. That is going to be the subject for next time, I believe. He says, you must be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, driven by your knowledge of the fact that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Be mindful of that fact. Know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord God. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, reading that passage from a different version of the Bible, it says, as a result of all this, my loved brothers and sisters, you must stand firm, unshakable, excelling in the work of the Lord as always, because you know that your labor isn't going to be for nothing in the Lord. Mm. Your labor, your work, your efforts, mm. your dedication, your commitment to the work of God is not going to be for nothing. Mm. Rise on your feet, everyone get excited, give God we worship you, Lord. Father, we give you praise. We, give we you worship you, Lord. We thank you. We honor you. We adore you. We magnify you. Glory to your name. We thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We magnify you. 
We adore you, Lord. Glory to your name. Father, we glorify your name. Father, we glorify your name. We give you praise. We give you glory. We worship you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We magnify. We honor you. We worship you, Lord. We bless your name. We thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory. We you, Lord. We bless your name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to your name. We worship you, Lord. We bless your name. We give you praise. We give you glory. We we honor you, we adore you, we magnify Thank you, Lord. Blessed be your holy name. We give you thanks, we give you praise, we give you glory. We give you honor, we magnify, we adore you. Rikandere Blessed be your holy name. We give you thanks, we give you praise. We give you glory, we give you honor, we worship, we adore you, we magnify you. Zandere bazika Glory to your name, we give you thanks, Lord. Blessed be a holiday. Glory to your name, we bless you, Lord. Jesus. Mighty name. I want you to pray for yourself very quickly. Father, I receive grace to abound in your work always. Lift your voice. Secondary grace to abound in your work always. Father, I receive grace to abound in your work always in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I receive grace to abound in your work always in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Somebody give the Lord a shout of praise.